Hello and welcome to episode 18 of the LDS Study Session. Today, with it being Father's Day in the UK and I'm sure many other places in the world, I wanted to focus on fathers and uh, have a little think about the role of a father and the importance of it and also the features of a father. Uh, in the world, you know, we, we know we see the, uh, the values of family society not being as uh, promoted or as held as they have been in the past and in particular, the role of the father is is being uh, degraded or not at least not seen as important as other times. Um, it's uh, uh, Sister Linda K. Burton said in the April 2015 conference, uh, quote, on the other end of the scale is the degrading and mocking message that husbands and fathers are no longer needed. I plead with you not to listen to Satan's lies. He has forfeited that sacred privilege of ever becoming a husband or father. Because he is jealous of those who have made this, who have the sacred roles he will never fill, he is intent on making all men miserable like unto himself. Close quote. And uh, it's interesting when you think about today's media and about how the role of the father is being attacked. Uh, there are some things which may seem trivial in the world around us, but they are really painting an alarming picture. In a study of fatherhood and popular TV sitcoms, psychologists concluded that fathers are generally shown to be relatively immature unhelpful and incapable of taking care of themselves in comparison with other family members. In addition, the researchers found that fathers often served as the butt of family, of family members' jokes. All these characterizations, whilst their intention may be humour, depict fathers as being socially incompetent and the objects of derision. These and many more are direct degrading comments and views on fatherhood, and they have an impact on the way that world, the world sees fathers. We know that this is not the case, that fathers should be in the home and that, and that them being there is beneficial. The doctrine says this, in the family of proclamation to the world we read, children are entitled to birth within the bonds of matrimony and to be reared by a father and a mother who honour marital vows with complete fidelity. Happiness in family life is most likely to be achieved when founded upon the teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ. Recent scientific research also backs this up. A paediatric group in America, in the America, in America have said, quote, studies have shown that when fathers are affectionate and supportive, it greatly affects a child's cognitive and social development. It also instills an overall sense of well-being and self-confidence, close quote. However, things can also be said about the father in the home having a negative impact. A Canadian study showed that, quote, a home environment marred by high levels of parental conflict, particularly aggression, can be highly damaging to a child's development, close quote. She went on to say that in some cases where there was evidence of aggression and conflict in the home, these children were better off compared to, to other children in a single parent family. Therefore, as fathers and you know, fathers-to-be, it's important to consider the qualities and attributes that are needed to have a father in the home. Now, when we think of an ultimate father or, or an example that we can follow, we obviously look to our Heavenly Father. He is the ultimate example. Elder T. D. Todd Christopherson taught, Fatherhood is much more than a social construct or the product of evolution. The role of the father is of a divine origin, beginning with a father in heaven and in this mortal sphere with Father Adam. Adam. Close quote. We could talk for hours about the love that our Heavenly Father has shown to us. After all, it is eternal and perfect love. However, there, I think, is one single event where we can, if we can understand what this event meant and what our Father in heaven had to go through to, to accomplish this, uh, then we can glimpse the sacred eternal love that he has for each and every one of us as children of God. Um, 
as you know, through this week on the RDS study session, we've been looking a lot at, about the, at the atonement, about the Saviour's trials and suffering in the Garden of Gethsemane. And next week, we'll be experiencing his crucifixion and death in the scriptures. Tad R. Callister, who was recently released as a Sunday School General President and who, was serving, and who previously served as a member of the Presidency of the Seventy, uh, said this in the book that I've mentioned quite a few times, The Infinite Atonement, quote, What loving father, given the chance, would not eagerly, even desperately, attempt to exchange places with his suffering son? Suppose at your command you could release your son from the exquisite pain that caused him to cry, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Our Father in heaven knew that in order for the plan to work, in order to make it possible so that we could return to him, the way, the only way, was to allow his begotten son to endure this torture. Elder Marvin J. Ballard said, In that hour I think I can see our dear father behind the veil looking upon these dying struggles until even he could not endure it any longer. And like the mother who bids farewell to her dying child has to be taken out of the room so as to not look upon the last struggles to her dying child, has to, the last struggles, so he bowed his head and hid in some part of his universe, his great heart almost breaking for the love that he had for his son. Oh, in that moment when he might have saved his son, I thank him and praise him for that, for that he did not fail us. For he had not only the love of his son in mind, but his love for all of us. Close quote. There is one awe-inspiring, terrifying moment in his horrific ordeal that the Saviour went through that tells me what love our Father has for each of us. In Matthew chapter 27, verse 46, we read, And about the ninth hour Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, that is to say, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Our Saviour, after hours and hours of torment and sorrow and pain which we cannot describe, had his Father's spirit withdrawn. Why? Because he has to feel what we feel when we foolishly turn away from the edifying power of the gospel of Christ. We, I'm sure, have felt those moments. I'm sure you have as well. To know that my Saviour has been there, and even further below, fills me with hope. No matter who you are, or what things you may think you have done, so that you are not worthy, or think you are not worthy, of your Heavenly Father's love, remember that your Saviour has felt those pains, so that you can reach out to Him and He can lift you up. I'm grateful uh, for, for that example of love that our Heavenly Father showed. It is a feature of a father, that, that great love. And um, it's one that as fathers and, the, and as mothers and fathers-to-be and mothers-to-be, even if those opportunities to be parents are in the eternities, it is something which is, some, is something we really need to consider. How important it is to, that these, or what important role these, these fathers hold. If we think about it, the fact that our Heavenly Father sends his children to earth in the, in the care and protection of these parents is a great responsibility. It's much more vital uh, than building the kingdom of God or our calling or our careers. He has to, he is our first and foremost responsibility and duty. Even if our child has reached their adult years, our Father in heaven has been their father infinitely longer than we have been theirs, and yet that we are trusted to be their father now in this most important period of their eternal lives. The way that we as a father act influences the way that our children see our heavenly father. And I think that that is such an important thought to take upon as we uh, consider uh, how we are doing in this important role. Anyway, I'll leave it there for today. But I'm grateful for your chance that you've taken to listen and for the opportunity you've had to think about these words. 
If you have anything to share about what we've talked about today, please share it at MattSRoberts90. Or if there's anything else that you'd want to study uh, and that I can learn from, I'd love to hear from you. Thank you uh, all for your time uh, and for your time for listening. And until we meet again.